Hello, hello. You're listening to the No Fucks Given podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Knight, author of the No Fucks Given Guides, a series of self-help books for people like me who hate being told what to do. Just like the books, the podcast is fun, sweary, and full of tips and techniques for giving fewer, better fucks and living your best life. Let's get to it. First, and as usual, welcome and thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate everybody who's tuning in and telling their friends and rating and reviewing the No Fucks Given podcast. It's kind of a new deal for me, and I couldn't be happier with how it's going. Second, back by popular demand, I already did a two-week series uh, based in my book, You Do You, which is all about learning how to embrace who you are and act with confidence and ignore the doubters and the haters a.k.a. the Judgy McJudgersons of the world. Uh, Those episodes were numbers 14 and 15, and I promised then, and I'm fulfilling my promise now, to do an entire episode on letting your freak flag fly. This is one of my favorite aspects of the work that I do, encouraging people not only to be weird and to embrace their weirdness, but also to embrace it in others. So this week is all about getting that freak flag rippling on the breeze. Today, I'm going to talk about what it means to be weird, quirky, eccentric, whimsical, unconventional, and all that good stuff. I'm going to talk about getting comfortable with getting weird, not just for the certified Looney Tunes among us, but for the weird curious. I've got some pep talks and some pro tips for all of you. And I want to encourage you to get comfortable with other people being weird. What does it matter? Let them do them, and you do you. And as always, listen to the end for your NFG tip of the week. This is a very special one from me to you. Okay, are you ready? Awesome. Here we go. When I was writing my book, You Do You, I had planned a section on failure. Um, And my book was due in about two weeks. First draft was due in two weeks. And I had not written the section on failure yet. And instead, at the last minute, I substituted it with a section on being weird. And this tells you pretty much everything you need to know about me. I am a very weird person, um, and I married an extremely weird person, and our weirdness has only grown together over the last 20 years. And most, if not all, of my friends, my greatest friends in the world, are weird people. We do weird things. And I enjoy it. I have a fun life, and I'm surrounded by fun interesting, unusual, refreshing people. Uh, And that weirdness can take many forms. For me personally, uh, one of the things that I do that's a little bit strange is I maintain an entire Facebook album of stuff on my head. Um, And no, you cannot see it unless we are friends on Facebook and we are not friends on Facebook unless we're friends in real life because I have boundaries. But I tend to go out and about in my daily life and find things that just are calling out to me to be placed on my head and photographed. Sometimes there's a degree of difficulty involved, like with a full glass of champagne. Um, And more often, uh, although not lately, I have uh, had a penchant for putting traffic cones on my head. I don't know what it is about traffic cones, but I just, I am drawn to them like a moth to a flame. Uh, There just aren't that many of them where I live now in the Dominican Republic, so I don't get the opportunity. But there was one New Year's Eve, probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, where we had a big celebration with friends, my weird friends, my aforementioned weirdo weird friends. 
And we were walking home from somebody's apartment, and I stopped to grab a traffic cone and put it on my head and demand that my husband take a photo. And he looked at me and he said, you know, dogs have pissed on that thing. And I was like, I just don't care. It's I'm doing it for the gram. Um, So that's me. That's what I do. Uh, That's what you can expect from hanging out with me. And like I said, I have so many equally weird friends who make me feel accepted and whose antics and eccentricities amuse me to no end. So this week, I want you to know that if you are one of us, you are awesome and there is nothing wrong with you. And if you're not one of us, I want you to know that it's not too late. So stay tuned and I'm going to lay down a few ground rules for what I mean when I say someone's being weird and more specifically what I don't mean when I call somebody weird. And uh, I'm going to give you some tips and strategies for playing along and like I said, some pep talks for those of you who are already living that freaky life and just want to know that you're not alone. All right, here we go. What we talk about when we talk about weird. Uh, I already went into larger, unconventional life choices on a prior episode. You know, unconventional careers, unconventional family planning, uh, things that go against the grain of the society or culture that you were raised in. Today, when I talk about being weird, I'm talking about just discrete acts, uh, singular acts of oddball nonconformity, behaviors or habits that are a little bit outside the lines uh, or a lot different from the people who who raised you or who you live among, but not necessarily a big, bold, sweeping, unconventional life choice, uh, which I think I already covered in the episode titled, It's Time to Stop Giving a Fuck About What Other People Think. And just as a side note, when I said the words big, bold, sweeping, I flung out my hands and nicked my wedding ring on a shelf that's right next to me. So if you heard a little ding, that's what that was all about. Um, As to being weird, I also see being weird as making a choice to be or do or say things that fall outside the bounds of established norms, whatever those norms might be. Um, I'm not sitting here calling anyone weird for the way they were born or for the circumstances they find themselves in that are not of their own choosing. And you should not either, okay? People are not weird, for example, because they are gay or trans or non-binary or because their access to clothes or possessions or their lack of those things are limited by their financial means. You know, multi-billionaire Steve Jobs wearing the same jeans and turtleneck every day is a choice. And you might even call it weird. Uh, But some non-billionaire that you go to school with who wears the same clothes every day might be doing it out of necessity. So hold up before you start thinking about or calling them weird. All right? And weird is also not bad or wrong. It's just different and unusual as compared to the sort of more average or majority behaviors or views of society as a whole. So, for example, you know, wearing a costume to a non-costume party is a little weird. There was a fellow that I worked with many years ago in my corporate job who um, dressed like Freddie Mercury or sort of a member of the village people every single day. I mean, this was just his look. It was his wardrobe. Uh, And that was out there. That was a little weird. Uh, But there was nothing wrong with it. 
And, you know, weird might be talking about yourself in third person for no discernible reason. Uh, it might be a little annoying. It's also weird. Uh, but you're not hurting anybody. And, um, you know, weird might also be compulsively putting traffic safety equipment on your head. Also, not hurting anybody. So what's the big fucking deal? Um, you know, another thing I vividly remember from my time living in New York City and commuting every day was a guy who would tango with a life-size doll on the subway platform. The doll was like tied to his ankles and wrists and he had sort of a like a karaoke machine maybe that was playing tango music and he was dressed up, you know, fancy dress with this doll and a sort of ratty ball gown and he was just tangoing up and down the subway platform and I don't know what that was all about, but it, you know, it sure was weird and it sure wasn't hurting anybody else. So when I talk about weird, these are the things I'm talking about. You know, interesting, unique, eccentric, whimsical behaviors and points of view, activities, uh, all of them choices and none of them hurting anybody else. And this is one of the reasons that I preach going ahead and being weird and letting that freak flag fly because, you know, we'd all be having a lot more fun both if we were acting a little bit more weird and also if we were just enjoying other people when they act weird. So let's all calm the fuck down about the weird weirdos among us and just let them be. Next up, I am going to give that pep talk I mentioned for all of the folks who are already on my level. And, uh, and then we'll move on to some little tips and strategies and exercises for those of you who are weird curious. And before I get there, just a little reminder, you can always visit nofucksgivenguides.com for more info on my books and my journals and for the show notes to this podcast and links to downloads of anything that I might mention, including today the You Do You flowchart. So head to nofucksgivenguides.com if you need anything of that nature. Um, moving on, we are going to start with those whose freak flags are already flying high with five signs that you may already be weird. You might be weird if Wednesday is for white tie and tails. You may be weird if you talk to animals, but also talk back as the animals in funny voices. You may be weird if you never met a juggalo you didn't like, and I'm not judging, by the way. You are definitely weird if you prefer Cool Ranch Doritos to Nacho Cheese Doritos, and for that, I am judging you. And finally, you may be weird if you have 99 problems, but imperfectly enunciated Klingon ain't one. All of that shit I mentioned is unusual. It's outside the norms. It's weird. It's a choice. But it also isn't hurting anybody. And okay, I may have been joking about the Doritos, but it's my podcast and I get to do what I want. And I want you guys to know that if you're doing these weird things and you're acting in these weird ways and you feel really good about it and you're doing it without shame or embarrassment and you feel accepted in your communities, then you are some lucky motherfuckers and you're also very confident and I salute you. And I don't have a lot of advice for you except to keep on doing what you're doing and keep on seeking out people who let you do what you're doing because life is only going to get better from here if you keep that freak flag flying high. So now I want to move on to those of you whose flags are flying at half mast. Um, you know you're weird. You have weird impulses. And sometimes you even flaunt them. But then sometimes you feel judged or shamed. And then maybe you try to kind of 
tamp down those weird impulses and desires to just be normal next time, even if you kind of hate being normal. And in this case, you are living in this really terrible and hurtful purgatory of being yourself without feeling good about being yourself. Every time you give in to that weirdness uh, that lives within you, you feel bad about it. And that cycle of embarrassment and shame and then repressing that behavior in the future is so much worse than just taking an occasional dirty look or a snicker like a champ and just keep on doing you. So I want to give you some tips for breaking out of that cycle because you're almost there. You're halfway to the goalpost. Um, you're dribbling the ball down the field. I'm totally mixing sports metaphors. I have no business making sports metaphors. But basically, you are almost there to living that weird life you want, and we just want to help you live it without shame, without fear, without embarrassment, and basically without giving a fuck about what other people think. And this is where my concept of mental redecorating comes in. If you've been listening to the podcast, you heard me talk about this a few weeks ago, and I just want to give you a little refresher. Mental redecorating is a two-step process. I'm all about two-step processes. They're very simple and easy to remember. Step one, you identify your flaws or your flaws in quotation marks, what other people seem to think are your flaws. And step two, instead of changing them, fixing them or in quotes, fixing them, you change the way you look at them or you change the way you deal with them or you change the way you deal with other people's reactions to them. Okay, so that's mental redecorating. Step one, identify your flaws. Step two, change the way you look at or deal with them. And this is not only going to help you embrace your own weirdness, but it's going to effectively normalize your weirdness for other people so that they can get used to it and then they don't even think it's weird anymore and there goes the problem of you being worried about people thinking you're weird. Like, you know, if you have a penchant for outlandish outfits or elaborate makeup jobs, uh, that never stopped Gene Simmons. Uh, it certainly didn't stop that guy that I worked with in, in uh, Manhattan several years ago. And the fact is, if you want to do that kind of thing, get out there and do it every day. And that's what people are going to come to expect from you. And you're going to be that cool kid who walks around with elaborate costumery and face paint on the daily. It's like if there's this thing that delights you in your life, like this sandalwood incense that you only burn when you're feeling glam or when you're feeling frisky, but it makes you so happy that you really wish you had an excuse to do it all the time, make an excuse to do it all the time and be that person whose home or body smells like sandalwood day in and day out, and that's what people will come to expect from you. By rearranging your mental decor, you are making it easier and more pleasant to move through your life in the same way that it would be easier and more pleasant to move through your apartment. And you're making it easier and more pleasant and putting fewer obstacles in the way of other people to move through it as well. And that benefits everyone. So for all my half-masters out there, I do want you to try a little bit of mental redecorating to help you get in that freaky groove. And if you need to, a gentle reminder, regular, gentle, easy, downloadable reminder, you can check out the You Do You flowchart on my website. 
Next up, I am moving on to the weird curious among you. I see you and I want to help. Uh, So I'm going to give you three easy ways to channel your inner weirdo and see what it's all about. Right now, as we speak, your freak flag is low and tight, but you've been listening to this podcast. Maybe you've been listening to the whole season uh, and you're ready to, you know, break out of the bounds of normal. You're ready to see what it's all about over here on the freaky flip side. And I applaud that. Uh, So I just want to give you three easy strategies with exercises that you might employ if you started to get curious about getting weird. The first tip is pretend you're a toddler. Like, the last time you didn't care about what people thought of you, you were probably in diapers. Little kids are blissfully unaware of society's capacity for judgment. They make up songs, they wear pipe cleaners as jewelry, they run around naked all the time, and they do not give a fuck. So look, if you're ready to take a crash course in weird, I want you to find a two-year-old. Preferably like a two-year-old that you know, not just somebody's random two-year-old that you're stalking in a city park. But find a two-year-old and follow them around for a few hours and just do whatever they do. Like point at birds while making pig noises or wear a bucket on your head while using a plastic rake as a scepter. Um, Laugh maniacally at your own farts, you know, be a toddler, embody that weirdness. Take some literal baby steps. Tip number two is pretend you're a celebrity. Like toddlers, celebrities are another relatively consequence-free subset of weirdos. They get away with a lot. They get away with wearing meat gowns to fancy award ceremonies. You know, they get away with legally changing their name to Ocho Cinco. And a lot of people admire celebrities. They look up to them, they follow them, they spend their money on them, and they're accepting those eccentricities. In fact, often those eccentricities are why people like these celebrities. And just because you're not a celebrity, like, so what? Doesn't mean you can't do the same thing. Pretend you're a celebrity. So here's an exercise for you. The next time you go out to dinner, assuming that we can ever go out to dinner again after COVID, Um, offer to take selfies with fellow patrons. Just go right up to their table and offer as though you are famous. That is super weird. And yet, if you do it with enough confidence, people will literally be begging you for more. Obviously, this is more likely to work if there's a celebrity that you kind of look like. But honestly, if the whole point of this exercise is to be weird, you know, just pick one and see what happens. And also, please take a video and email it to me at podcast at nofucksgivenguides.com. And finally, tip number three, pretend you're alone. You know, they always say dance like nobody is watching. And I think that if you're the kind of person who likes to boogie down, you know, likes to shake a tail feather, but you're a little bit embarrassed about your enthusiasm or your level of skill when you're in front of a bunch of people, You could start slow by pretending you're alone when you really aren't. So like, for example, you're alone in your car, but you're pulled up to a light at a busy intersection. Maybe you've got your windows down. Maybe you're alone on a balcony, but there are people walking around below. Maybe you're in a bathroom stall at a busy restaurant. I mean, I was in a restaurant bathroom once, and this woman two doors down from me just started belting 
R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And there was nothing I could do but give her props. So, you know, next time you're pulled up in traffic and you want to practice that car dance, you know, you do you. Go for it. If your apartment building has roof access and you can get up there and stand in the middle of the roof so that you can't see the people teeming in the sidewalks down below and you just want to sing your weird little heart out, go for it. Pretend you're alone. Get some practice. Get your sea legs. Get comfortable with getting weird. And pretty soon, you'll be out there in public scooping up traffic cones and putting them on your head with the best of us. None of that sounds too hard, does it? Pretend you're a toddler. Pretend you're a celebrity. Pretend you're alone. Uh, these are all easy ways in to being weird if you so choose. And I want you to also remember a prior NFG tip of the week, those tips that I give at the end of every episode. Practice your ABCs. Acceptance breeds confidence. Acknowledging, accepting, and acting on your own weirdness gives you power. I've got news for you. Your fellow human beings are easily manipulated by powerful people or people that just have the confidence to appear powerful. And I hope that you will be using these newfound powers for good and not for evil. And by using them for good, I just mean using them to let yourself let loose and using them to let other people let loose in your presence. Eventually, you are going to train people, if you so choose, into thinking, wow, I wish I smelled like sandalwood all the time, or I wish I had a pair of mirror ball shoes that I felt comfortable wearing to work on Thursday. Being confident on purpose and with purpose is actually the very best way to hide your weirdness in plain sight. So coming up in a minute, I'm going to give you this week's NFG tip of the week, a whole extra tip and one of my very favorites of all time uh, and very appropriate for this week's episode. But first, I want to do my traditional quick recap of everything we've talked about and remind you about submitting questions to my monthly audio advice column, which is called You Asked For It and airs once a month on the podcast. So the next one is going to be in a couple of weeks. You can listen to episodes 4, 8, 12, and 16 to find out more about You Asked For It. But basically, I take listener questions. I read all of the ones that come in to podcast at nofucksgivenguides.com. And then I choose as many as I can reasonably fit into one episode to answer in my blunt, no-nonsense, no-fucks-given style. And then if you follow the No Fucks Given podcast, you will automatically get every episode the minute it lands, so you will not miss uh, my potential answer to your question on the next You Asked For It audio advice column, which airs in a couple of weeks. Okay, so before we get to the NFG tip of the week, a little recap. Today, we talked about what it means to be weird, uh, at least what I think it means to be weird. And primarily, we're talking about being goofy, being unique, being eccentric, being whimsical, um, and especially your weirdness as a choice, a choice that is not hurting anyone. I talked to you about how to get comfortable getting weird. Some of you already are. And I hope you feel like you got a pep talk today. But I also wanted to teach the half-mast freak flag flyers among us to mentally redecorate, to counteract and protect against shame and embarrassment for being weird and being you. Um, and then for some of you, 
you got some exercises to get your freaky feet wet. And my voice in your head, all of you, telling you that you are not alone and there is nothing wrong with you. Moving on to the NFG tip of the week, this is some high-level shit. So I already told you guys at the beginning of the episode that I am a weird weirdo and that I like to put stuff on my head and demand that people take pictures. But another thing that I do with relative frequency is I frolic. Um, I have frolicked in the sand. I have frolicked in the surf. I have frolicked in strangers' yards. I have frolicked around empty school playgrounds. I have frolicked in parks. I love to frolic, and I think that if you tried it, and it is a profoundly weird activity, especially if no one else around you is frolicking, you would love frolicking too. Spring has sprung, and I am temporarily relocated back to Brooklyn uh, to get vaccinated, and I have been walking around my old neighborhood, a neighborhood I lived in for eight years up until I moved to the tropics five years ago, And I've just been awash in all of my favorite former frolicking spots. And I can feel a really good frolic coming on. So this week's NFG tip of the week is frolicking for the win. I want you guys to get out there. I want you to frolic your asses off. And I want you to try telling me you don't feel a little bit better about the state of the world. Seriously. Tell me. I want you to send me an email, podcast at nofucksgivenguides.com. Tell me all about your frolic and send me a question for the You Asked For It audio advice column while you're at it. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the No Fucks Given podcast. Thank you once again, my little fucklings, for listening. If you liked what you heard, I sure would appreciate it if you left me a quick rating or review or if you just email a link to this podcast to somebody who needs it. Um, Remember, you can visit my website for all your NFG needs, including that You Do You flowchart I mentioned. Just go to the You Do You book page or the downloads page and you'll find it. And coming up on next week's episode, some tips and strategies and best practices for how to be a fucking adult. That's right. It is time to take it back to adulting, a phrase that I did not coin but wish I had. And I figured this would be a great timely topic for graduation season uh, for all the recent and soon-to-be grads among us, but also just anybody else who's already trying to live that adult life and needs a little boost. And in the meantime, until next week, I'm Sarah Knight. No fucks given. Not sorry. Sorry.